0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV.
1: Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show for the Thursday edition. Sats, Rat and the Woogie and Daddy Vasso as well. But unfortunately, uh, no Woogie. He is uh, still off sick at the moment. And the Rat, well, he basically doesn't work on Thursday. So it's it's myself running solo and I've got a little co-pilot as well in Daddy Vasso who's going to chime in at times. He loves his rugby league and on um, on Thursday night, we have a preview about Thursday night's game. It's a huge game in Brookie between the Manly Seagulls and also the Parramatta Eels. It's going to be a tough one for Parramatta after they're coming off a bye, Manly, after a good win against the Bulldogs round one. So let's see how they go. We're going to have a Thursday night preview later on the show. And we're also going to catch up with Titans fullback, A.J. Brimson. Well, we, we actually caught up with him a little bit earlier. It's a pre-record. Uh, but He's a tremendous young guy. Daddy Vasso, how are you? Yeah,
0: good. Such Come yourself.
1: On? Now, the A.J. Brimson chat. Um, he's a he's a quality kid. It, take his rugby league aside. Off the field, this kid is as fresh as they come. Oh yeah, he's got a great personality, a great sense of humour, and and you'll see that in the uh, you'll hear that I should say in the, in the interview. Having a little snooze, so we we woke him up, didn't we? It's, you can actually tell when you ring people for an interview about whether they're laying on the couch. Yeah, based on their answers. <laughs> Yeah, it's a so, pretty relaxed bloke. Off yeah, we'll catch it. up with AJ as well. He's, uh, You know, they didn't have a great win, a great performance last week, I should say, against the Dragons. But this young man, the, the fullback for the Titans, I think he's um, going to be one of the superstars, if not already a superstar. Peter Bedell from the Courier Mail, the big award for Peter Bedell last night. He's going to catch up with us also about what's going on with a lot of the Queensland NRL teams. I can't believe this is flying under the radar. Multicultural around this weekend in the NRL, and on Tuesday. Inclusiveness didn't seem to be high on the agenda of the NRL players. And we'll, we'll get to that. Chris Nelson for Racing Queensland. Big event at Doomben this weekend. And as I said, the Thursday night preview. So stick around for Sports Day with Sats Rat Woogie and Daddy Vasso. We'll have more after the break.
2: The
0: award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento Kia's large SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer
1: this is sports day yeah welcome back to the show Sats and the rat the rat not here as we said earlier on and uh, our next guest is well he's one of the most recognized journalists in the country when it comes to especially rugby league and I'm going to talk to him about a and an award that he won last night, a very special award. And he also works for News Corp. He's with Courier Mail. His name's Peter Bedell, and he joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Pete?
3: Good day. How are you?
1: Really good. Uh, before we talk about anything that's going on in the game at the moment, congratulations! You're crowned Sports Journalist of the Year last year. Well done.
3: Yeah, thanks. No, look, very gratifying. And as as any journalist in the game, knows, it's always nice to get some recognition because a lot of the time you're getting about some. So it's nice to get a little uh, prize every now and then. So, no, it was a great night at the Australian Sports Commission Awards and Kieran Perkins, the CEO, the, the great swimmer, of course. He's now the, the boss of the a- ASC and he was there and uh, to meet him in the room was fantastic and great, great night for everyone involved and it was good to just get some silverware sats. So I've nearly got as many trophies as you now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think you got a little bit more than me. Now, was it, for, was it for overall stories, Pete, or was it one story in particular?
3: Yeah, a body of work, Sat. So I did. I covered the Paul Green tragedy, which was obviously heartbreaking for all of us in rugby league. And I did an exclusive interview with his mother about his passing, which was obviously very emotional. And I also had some stories on Ray Price and his battle with dementia. And also uh, coverage of George Campos's world title win and the NRL expansion battle, revealing that Redcliffe or the Dolphins had won the 17th license. So it was a collection of stories, and yeah, got the chocolate sats. So I've I've lost in the past, but got the, got the nod this time.
1: <laughs> now you just mentioned the the tragic passing of Paul Green. I was going to ask you, as a journalist, toughest interview or interview e you've you've ever had is that the toughest story you've had to cover
3: yeah it would be sats i mean i, I probably would have said in the past wayne bennett because he can be prickly when he wants to be <laughs> but um i've developed a good relationship with wayne now but look like yeah no doubt talking to paul green's mother last year Sats was was definitely the hardest thing i've ever done i mean it was still very raw it was only a week after paul had, had sadly taken his life and uh i i I really appreciated and was blown away by his mother's willingness to talk to me and put faith in me to tell their story in the right way, in a, in a sensitive way. And it was it was a tough discussion. There were tears on the phone for both of us. And you get off the phone and then have to start putting the words together. So it was very emotional and probably the hardest thing to talk about. I mean, the questions you you, you have in your head and you say to yourself, do I ask them of, of, of a grieving mother who's just lost her child? So they're never easy I guess some crime reporters call the death knocks. It was the equivalent of that, and yeah, it's something I'll always find raw and hard to hard, but also to win an award in in memory of Paul in some way makes it makes it pretty special.
1: The hardest part about those questions you want to ask, Pete, in that scenario is there's no answers because no one knows why, especially family.
3: Yeah, that that's right. So it's an, and also to ask the questions and hear a sobbing 82-year-old on the other end of the phone, it's, it's not easy. I mean, a lot of people think journos are pretty heartless robots, but we're human like everybody and we feel things and we have emotions and we take things as hard as anybody. So, yeah, it's it's never uh, easy to ask the tough questions sometimes, particularly when, when death and grief is involved. But um, it's also part of the trade and it's something you probably learn to deal with with a bit more experience. But... Certainly a touching interview and, and heartbreaking, but one one I will treasure because of the outcome in the end, which hopefully is some sort of everlasting tribute for Paul Green.
1: Yeah, we've well, always had respect for the you know, for the people you're speaking to, Pete. So um, now let's get a quick re- uh, preview of round three. Let's focus on uh, some of the Queensland teams, and probably most notably the Dolphins' first away game versus the Knights. They're heavily depleted. Pete, do you think they can go three and zero? Who would have thought, Sachs? Who would have thought? No. I, I
3: actually do believe it, Sats. I mean, I, I, I've I tipped against them in the first two weeks, funnily enough, but this time I've tipped them, um, and you would probably think they get the chocolates but Sats, Look, how many times have we seen depleted teams defy the odds? I mean, the Knights were brilliant last week against the Tigers to be such a depleted team, and can they do it again?
0: I mean, they're at home. That's the only thing. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day.
2: Here's a shift. Brimson pours through
1: from the scrum. A killer blow. Brimson scores for the Titans and opens up a big lead once again.
4: Superstar AJ Brimson joining us on Sports Day. Matty Rogers here, mate. Hope you're well. Had. you wanted to, wanted to ask you a couple of questions about the weekend's game. Yeah, the um you know, you've got the best view there at the back. You know, things seem to be going really well for those first twenty minutes and then the wheels fell up. Can you could you just could you put your finger on something there?
5: Uh no, I actually had media throughout the week and they asked a similar question and it's it's quite hard to actually put the finger on exactly what happened, but um the best I can describe it is probably just that literally I think it's pretty obvious that ten minute period before half time. Um and you know what it's like when a team gets momentum, it's it sounds silly, but it's actually so hard to turn. And um, they start running harder. They start the crowd starts cheering louder, and the fifty-fifty calls start going their way when when you kind of when you've got that momentum because you're kind of earning it. And yep. I think um you know I think if we go in twelve-two, we can hold off those three tries. And I think eight minutes it was. I think we run away with it the second half. But um, I think it's just a learning curve for a team that you know we're we're still building and we're still a little bit um. um not as um, inexperienced, a little bit inex- inexperienced. And I think we've just got to be tougher in those times when uh, momentum's against
4: us. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the case. Momentum does play a huge factor. Uh, it's, I used to call it the big mo. When you've got it, it's like you you can do no wrong. And it's just so elusive, though, to, mm. to get it. Um, but what, how has the coach addressed it, uh, AJ? And, and what has he said about, you know, this week in terms of getting it right? Because you're coming up against a side that doesn't often lose back-to-back games and they were embarrassed last week. Uh, I guess um, you know the Titans themselves will be pretty embarrassed by their second half performance, or that that period in the game of that performance. Uh, how do you turn that around? What have you What have you worked on this week?
5: Uh, yeah, it's actually quite a similar story. I watched the Bulldogs in and um, Melbourne game, and similar to what Bellamy said about you know effort areas, we spoke about uh, the main problem was probably um, just those little things. As you know, as a footy player, um, you know your know, line speed, um, kick chase, effort from marker things that, you know, requires no skill. So, and obviously just um, a lot of first-up contact. That's probably why we were losing those play-the-balls and what's, what's gave them momentum. So, mm. uh, our, you know, defense coach is pretty disappointed in us and, and let us know about it. And um, I think it's just a um, big focus on going back to simple and, and working really hard and um, and winning our first-up contact and really, you know, not just catching and waiting for them, but going at them with our line speed and, and winning that defense because, uh, yeah, we were just
1: on the back foot for about sixty minutes. AJ, you, uh, interested. You just said you watched the Bulldogs and Melbourne game, and it's funny when I hear interviews with NRL players where they say they don't watch a lot of rugby league. Now I, you know, know that you love your rugby league. You're a sport rugby league tragic. Now, do you watch a lot of rugby league? And when you watch it, do you watch it from a an ob- objective view where you, you're trying to look at the opposition, or are you just you able just to sit back, relax, and watch it as a fan?
5: Yeah, no, I watch it as a pure fan. Uh, sometimes I'll, you know, because I watch it, you know, with uh, my brothers or my mates and that sort of stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of watching it and we're all kind of, you know, saying, you know, whatever we think you're going to play or whoever did something well or wrong, and we're all kind of putting our input just like, you know, like we all just um, don't even play footy. So I kind of watch it as a fan. And then sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I mean, in that game, obviously, because I knew we were versus Melbourne the next week, I was kind of hoping they were going to start coming back in the second half there because, you know, any team after a loss is, isn't as easy. So, uh, but no, I can watch it as
4: a pure fan, which is good. Yeah, nice one, mate. Hey, there's been a couple of big changes for your side this year. Obviously, Semi Berryls and and Foz coming in, mate. How's the um, how have they fitted in? Obviously, week one we all thought, wow, this is you know, yeah, fantastic. Week two things don't go quite to plan. Obviously, barrels is out this week. But how's the how's the overall sort of, um, I guess. Uh, morale in the squad about having you know a couple of real quality players come in Yeah, it, it kind of boosted
5: uh, through the roof as you'd expect with quality players like that and also uh, In quality positions, you know, two new additions to our spine I think both coming from clubs that have had had a fair bit of uh, success uh, Both players have won a comp before and, and play finals fully on the regular So I think when you get winners at your club, you start expecting to win and I think the more we can get, um, yeah, the more winning becomes a habit. But obviously, massive loss with Daryl's yeah. um, uh, not playing this week. But um, Chris Randall, I think we're lucky to have as well. He's a quality nine and um, we kind of need that depth because you know, we're already two games in and we've lost a fair chunk of, of players, which is unfortunate. But um, I think a lot of teams go through
1: it, especially in the storm. Now, AJ, we've, um, we've asked some of the, the listeners to text in and we've got Brisbane Eel here. Um, can you ask AJ, is there a separate Dally M section for most rank haircut we've been made aware about? <laughs> she wants to know what to do with the players' wives' partners. What do they say about these rank haircuts? So what's the story behind your
4: shade well, at the mate, sides? this is unfair. He, he mightn't think this is a rank haircut. He might think it's like, you know, it might be trendy, Sat. You're just old. Yeah, true. Now, yeah. are you following
1: a trend, AJ, or are you... You're just putting yourself out there.
4: Um,
5: I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's rank at all. I think uh, <laughs> I had a haircut before round one, which made it less rank. I mean, it was my mullet was getting quite long, heading toward um, Tino's length, so I thought that got a bit rank. And I'm happy to say, play on that Tino's hairs rank. But me personally, I think I've just got a little mullet, a little bit of fun at the back. Um, yeah, but uh, but I can understand what, how some. Older generations think it's a bit right.
4: Oh, yeah. well, wow. He's they're, had to go with the older they're generation They're as boring, well. AJ. They're God, boring, mate. I'm with him. you.
1: I'm with you. <laughs> now, uh, AJ, day for feeder. He looks lean. Now, I heard that when he came back from the World Cup, he was carrying a, some extra baggage. But um, he looks to have worked really hard since coming back from the World Cup.
5: Yeah, he has. Um, and that's a massive credit to him. He came back, uh, you know, quite a bit overweight. I think that um, that Buffet and in, camp in got him one nil, But he's... Um, <laughs> He's uh he's honestly um, I think he's I mean definitely so far but throughout the year he he's made a goal to you know be sober. Uh, he's on a massive diet where he's taking photos of every meal he has to our um, dietitian, uh, and he, and he's credit to him he's he's really stuck to that and he and he's lost yeah I think it's roughly 13 kilos or something like that. Um, so I think. You know, when a player has that sort of dedication they're they're in for a good year. So I'm I'm happy for him and I'm happy, you know, that he's a big player of our team and he's putting in that commitment. So uh, yeah, credit to him.
1: Yeah, good on him. Now on the other side of the field, the loss of both for Moore, who's a popular teammate. Um, boys Dolby probably would have looked at playing Origin at some mm. stage this year, you would have thought, um how much did that hurt the squad, just emotionally when you first heard that news? Yeah,
5: it, to be honest, uh, we found out on the Wednesday of the the week of round one at training, and um, yeah, without um, you know going into it, I reckon he was probably our best travel pre season yep. and one of our best players last year. And he was, I think, he was set for an Origin neighbor, He was scoring hat trick it's the training, but he, he was just killing it. He was good in the trial against Redcliffe, uh, and he's he's obviously a skillful try scorer, but he's a big part of our defensive line and our inside pressure and. And that sort of stuff, so he was massive, you know, on the eve of round one, they kind of threw a massive spanner in the works, we're then flipping David to the left, bringing in Stimson into the starting line up, but, you know, hadn't done too much time at back row, um, but I guess, unfortunately, that's that's the game we played, but, um, yeah, it did put a bit of a damper in the works, to be honest.
4: Mate, obviously, um, there's you know seeing Caelan go down last week is not good for him and all the game, and it's um, you know it's really sad to see him struggling with some head knocks at the moment. But um, there might be an opening at the back uh, come State of Origin time at fullback, mate. Are you uh, are you prepared to get out there and take um, the New South Wales Blues down again, mate? Oh
5: yeah, obviously. Um, if that was an option this year, I'd, I'd take it with both hands. Yeah, I I love playing Origin, and and I think um, I'm as comfortable as I've ever been. Um, back there after after a year um, at six. But, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, as a mate of Kalen's, he, he can, um, you know, get back out there and play Origin. I thought he was... Uh, probably unlucky not to get the Wally Lewis medal last year, and then um, obviously I was very impressed with another mate of Reese Walsh's game the other night. So he's a, another good, healthy competition there. But um, I would, uh, you know, I'd love to get back in the arena.
4: Yeah, hey, we are certainly blessed with fullback talent at, uh, up in Queensland, aren't we? Yeah, there's the uh, next,
1: there's a very good wave of I you know oh, no, New South Wales. Fans don't like to hear this. There's another wave of sort of 18 to 23, 24 year olds, which AG's part mm. of, that are really coming through. I'll be
4: having nightmares down in New South Wales. Yeah.
1: Now um, we're going to put you under the Sports Day blowtorch <laughs> before you go. Just a few questions, um, and you can give us your answer and reason why. That's we've true. asked other Gold Coast Titans players, and we've had them on. <laughs>
0: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV.
1: Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Scotty Satley here. Uh, Wookie away and also the Rat is away on Thursdays as well. So you've only got me and we're going to talk a little bit of NRL after talking to AJ Brimson. What a great kid. Uh, he's a terrific, terrific young man. Now, on Tuesday, and I can't believe this flew under the radar, like I, I mentioned earlier on, the players have boycotted the launch of the league's multicultural round this weekend, which I wasn't aware, of. and um, I know they do a lot of promoting the NRL, and and sometimes we do get lost in a lot of the, the celebration rounds throughout the year, but multicultural round and the launch of the league on Tuesday, and the, the players boycotted it over ongoing pay dispute, and head office decided not to proceed with pride round this year. So hundreds of school to children apparently braved the rain on Tuesday for the Harmony and League Gala Day, which is usually a, where they all play footy as well at Belmore Sports Ground and it doubled as the launch for the NRL's themed round. But before we get onto this, let's let's have a listen to what Andrew Abdow had to say last night on NRL 360. It's disappointing that the players association asked the players not to attend something. What was the reason for it? Uh, I'm, I am not going to speak yeah. on their behalf. Mm. Like you, you need to ask them that it question. It looked like petulance. Yeah. But what we did have was we had an in-league in, league in in harmony, God, are they? Have 300 kids there yeah. wanting to see, you know, their heroes. It is disappointing that um, that these actions are resulting in the players not being able to be there for their fans. But, you know, uh, we, we haven't got a CBA done yet and, you know, uh, they've been pretty consistent in wanting to freeze out inter journalists and, yeah. and not uh, attend inter events. That's their right to choose. I think that
0: it's the fans who are suffering.
1: It's exactly right. It is petulance. And, uh, well, yes, there were several Bulldogs players that did arrive, and they were ex-players. Sonny Bill Williams, one of the great athletes. Andrew Bobcat-Ryan, premiership-winning captain. Rod Silver, premiership player. James Graham served the Bulldogs wisely as well. Um, so the Tigers and Bulldogs current players refused to participate due to this ongoing collective bargaining agreement. Now, but I don't want to get into the collective bargaining agreement. I'll get into more about the decision that the players and the Rugby League Players Association um, asking... Whether they did ask them or not uh, to, to not attend any of these NRL sanctioned functions, and the playing group have got to be careful about how they're being guided by the Rugby League Players Association. It's it's advice. Are they getting the best advice for the interests of the game? I'm not quite sure when you when you're reading this. And if the kids are expecting NRL players and they did not show up, shame on the players first and foremost. But. Were the players aware that so many kids were actually going to be in attendance? Well, it's a gala day, so you would think they would be. And it's at Belmore Sports Ground, which is the Bulldogs training facility and some of their home games as well. So they would be uh, they'd be, would be, be aware. Yeah, the only thing I've got to say is you've got to pick your fights wisely. Okay? You've got to really pick your fights wisely. It doesn't matter whether it's sport or in life and ensure that you know, whatever message you're trying to communicate, that it's with the right people who are willing to, to negotiate with you.
0: Doesn't look good. But
1: unfortunately... When you say to a kid and you walk up to a kid and a kid says to me, oh, dad, how come um, X player didn't turn up today? I don't want to use a player um, as an example. If you said to them, oh, you know, why didn't that player turn up today? I want to get a photo. And you said to them, oh, they didn't turn up because they haven't signed the the CBA yet. What's a 10-year-old kid going to say to that? (laughs) He doesn't care. He just wants to get his photo or his jersey or his hat signed or whatever it may be, just walk up to be able to touch the player and his, and to see whether they're real. And funnily enough, that's what players look at players, then uh, are all players, young kids. They look at them and say, are they real? You know, I, I remember I used to do that to Mel Meninga when I was eight or nine years of age. I used to look at him at Davies Park playing South Smagpies up against Winham and... And because my father was friends with Bob McCarthy, I'd be in the dressing sheds and I'd be looking at Mal Meninga and Ash Lumby and these players and I'd be saying, Just are these guys real? Mm. So unfortunately, and I've been here, when you play rugby league, you live in a bubble, okay? And you think you're, you're smarter than the average person and you're not. And again, I'm saying that I've been there as well. And, but you do also lose a, a connection with the world and that's when your decision-making is not balanced, So what I say to the playing group is that make sure the advice you're getting is in the best interest of the game overall, not only now but the future as well because they seem to be just burning too many bridges at the moment.
0: What if one of those kids goes home, like you said, asks their parents and then they're turned away from the game?
1: And and this is what they've got to think about. The effect Mm. that it has on the kid that doesn't understand what a collective bargaining agreement is. They don't care. They probably think the CBA is, is... the, the bank mm. so um, yeah so choose your fights wisely I'd say players make sure you're getting the right advice uh, from the Rugby League Players Association because at the moment it's not in the best interest of the game that's my little piece let's get to a break uh, here on sports day and after the break we're going to catch up with Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland because there is a massive race this weekend at Doomban <laughs>
0: Time for a racing update
1: for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. It is definitely your place to race, especially this weekend. And we've got Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland on the phone. Uh, how are you, Chris Hope?
6: Going well, guys. Great to chat. Really looking forward to uh, the weekend of racing.
1: Uh, now, I saw your Instagram post on Doombin yesterday, taking some photos. It looks a treat for one yeah. of the big races this week.
6: It did, yeah. It looked really nice, didn't it? Nice and green. That rain we had on the weekend or Sunday certainly helped. No, it looked a picture, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it did. Was it, it did. a clear photo, Nelson?
1: Oh, he's, yeah, he's famous for take a blurry clear photo. photo, isn't he? photo yeah. He's famous for <laughs> you, a, a pixelated photo. What are you talking about? Photo. Pixelated photo. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> That's what the kids say this day, Chris. Oh, hey? pixelated photo.
6: <laughs> we had a photo finish in Sydney the other day, and the uh, the race caller said the horse was beaten by a pixel.
1: <laughs> nice. 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 That's smaller than a nose. Uh, before yes. we get onto that big race at Doombin this weekend, uh, what well, it's worth, around yes. half a million dollars. Let's talk about uh, any horses racing interstate Queensland horses.
6: Well, I think the one we need to keep our eye on, the most important, is Uncommon James, who goes around at Ram, uh, sorry, Rose Hill on Saturday. Of course, it's Golden Slipper Day uh, on Saturday at Rose Hill, so a massive day with five Group 1s. Race 9 is the Galaxy. It's one of the Group 1s. And Uncommon James, I think he's got a good chance. He won a Group 1, the Oakley Plate at Sandown, his last start. Uh, he'll get the good track to suit. Uh, he'll sit up on the speed. He's got a lovely gate. I think he'll be hard to beat. I think he can do it, guys. Oh, oh, wow. I'm certainly tipping him, Uncommon James.
1: Will yeah, he, he go in win. short or not? I'm just looking. Uh, he'll be around
6: probably $4. Probably about $4, Sats, which okay. isn't a bad price at all.
1: Mm, carrying 53.5 kilos, coming out of is it gate 13. That'd be about right.
6: Uh, no, he had a better gate than that, I thought. Okay. I'll just check my uh, records here as we... Uh, as we uh, talk amongst ourselves. He's drawn gate number four before okay, any scratching. Be so.
1: form here, yeah.
6: yeah, he's okay. got a, a beautiful gate. There's some speed there through Eduardo and zoo style and he should be just parked behind them and very, very hard to hold out.
1: Yeah, nice. Now, let's talk about the big one. I know you're excited about this. The jewel, Two dual races at Doomban worth over half a million yep. dollars this weekend. Two-year-olds and three-year-olds.
6: Yeah. yeah, one for the two-year-olds is race number seven and one for the three-year-olds is race number eight. The two-year-old race... I'm pretty keen uh, Rupert's house. I think he can run really well number four. That's race seven. The other one, well, I'll tell you what, Sats, uh, you might as well just get a dart out and throw it at a board (laughs) because it is the most difficult race I've ever seen. And there's horses that have drawn bad gates that go forward, uh, such as Steady Ready, who's super quick, and he's drawn 17 before scratching. So he's going to have to go like the clappers to get across, and there'll be others going with him. So they might go so fast that something runs over the top of them late, but... It's going to be a great spectacle, but as for finding the winner, if you can, I think you'll do quite well out of it. So we'll stick with Rupert's House, race seven, number four. And I've got one other bet for you, race one, number six, Hold On Honey, I think will win also.
1: Yeah, nice. Now, to the layman, when you talk about the three-year-olds, throw a dart at the board. Is it just best mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're not a big punter, gamble responsibly, is it sort of a race you maybe stay clear of if you're not sure of the form?
6: Well, yes, you could do that. The only other thing, if you wanted to get involved, the other thing you could do is have uh, an exotic bet, like a first four or a trifecta or something like that. Yeah, nice. And put you know, five or six horses in there, box them up uh, for a small amount. You can play the percentages if you don't want to take the full amount of the bet. You have 25%, 50%, whatever. Uh, and if you get a result, which quite, quite possibly could happen in that race, you'll do very well. So you're not outlaying a lot of money. Uh, but you could get a big result if you happen to get up. That's probably the best way to play a race like that.
1: Now, for anyone looking to have a better doom, and just go over those again, you had race six.
0: The award winning seven seat Kia Sorrento. Kia's
1: large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back, and it's time to say goodbye. It's uh, another show for Sports Day. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, have a great night. And just before we go, I want to thank AJ Brimson, thank Peter Bedell for joining us on the show uh, to look at round three and also about how the Titans are going for AJ. It was a a great chat with both of them. This is Sports Day with Sats and the Rat. Uh, Thanks again. Have a great weekend and see you Monday.